Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Two Minutes of Roughing. I'm, of course, your host, Marley Grando, joined by the prospector who is trying to swing at things because we're starting to get into the swing of things. Yes, uh, we're, we're very into it. I mean, we were talking, I was like, I was kind of like, you know, like, okay, we need to talk about this, we need to talk about this, uh, that, got the SP lawsuit response. Uh, this is probably going to be like an hour show. I have hey, you know, it's so, been a little while. Hey, it's been a while. It's yeah, been stained. It's been a while. It has. Uh, so I guess let's get right into it with some news. Um, <laughs> so, Carolina fans what? are loving this no, no, news. No, 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 I don't no. love let this me, news. Let me take this over. Let me take this over. Uh, so I saw a, a funny little post on Facebook. Um, and it looks like a certain automobile is back in the Fed. After everyone thought that they were safe from him, nope, he back. Mr. Gus Ford is back with Carolina. He's at their training camp. So, yeah, unless something radically changes between now and this weekend, it looks, Gus like, Ford the, uh, points leader, it looks like the rain points leader is now going to be back to cause mayhem in the prospect hockey league. Yeah. <sighs> Um, you sound so upset. You hate I'm this not so upset. much. I'm not upset. I, I am not upset. I am annoyed. <laughs> I am annoyed. And that's what it is because I am tired of Carolina just like somehow being able to like get this like insane town roster. And like, why can't Columbus or Mississippi do that? You know? I mean, why Col- can't they? No, 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 no. You cannot say about Columbus, especially. You cannot say about Columbus. Okay, I'm going to be okay. And here I'm going to say this in response I, to, to the Carolina organization, not Carolina, to the, to the Columbus organization. You guys have been very respectful to me. I have been very respectful to you. This is this comment is not meant to be mean in any way. I'm just being brutally honest. Uh, where, where's the where's the Commissioner's Cup trophy besides the the, the COVID one? Ooh, ooh, you're bringing that up, but not me. Ooh, that's all I'm going to say. Ooh. Oh, you usually don't. Sorry, sorry, Jay. I had to throw that down. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. That's 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 usually I play. Oh, dear. Oh, okay. Uh, He did something that I did not expect. That's definitely a me thing to do, not you. Okay. Once again, the Columbus organization, that's been very respectful to me. I just got to be brutally honest. Um, Don't you have a you have a championship that has your your owner's name on it? Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, and fair with Mississippi, they literally had number two and number three in points last year too, and the top goal scorer and the yeah. top year in assists. So to be fair, where, where was the defense still- though on that when it came to Mississippi? <laughs> where was the defense? Well, hopefully they have some of that this year. If they do, this could be a good, good year for them. We were already talking about that. You can check out that show from a previous from a few from a few weeks ago, where we talked about what we thought was going to happen with the Fed this year. Next, though, uh. Yes, we actually have the, games um, to talk about. Games that have yes. actually happened. So let's and talk wow. about the first one. This was a bit of, a, yeah, a bit of a shocker. Um, I predicted. I think we both predicted a Danbury sweep uh, to open things up for we, the season. We thought we were. Uh, now here's the thing: we did expect high scoring, which you know what we were right on. We were right on. Yes. Um, I don't think anyone expected though. It's for it to be a Watertown six Danbury. No, 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 no. It was not Watertown. 
that would be a disservice to the two players who actually showed up for Watertown this weekend. <laughs> I am just being real dead yeah. blunt about that. I have they are not the Watertown Wolves. They are the Leeson Lords. Yeah. That that was that that's that's very fair. Also, so, uh, can we talk about how uh, Trevor Lord had four goals and one assist? Yeah, yeah, no, like, yeah. In Friday's game, uh, first game of this year, uh, Watertown Danbury, Watertown won six to five with four of those goals being from the stick of Tate Leeson. Just deciding to be like, oh yeah, I'm here. Yeah, and the other two goals, and just like the other two goals, were from Trevor Lord. You'll hear his name in a, again in a very short little bit. Yeah, and now here's what killed. So here's the thing: the biggest uh, factor in that game, though, was uh, special teams. Danbury's penalty kill, for whatever reason, just was horrendous in that game. And let me let me I also say, got, Danbury's Danbury's penalty kill last year was actually pretty good. So, yeah, because let me let me look at the let me get the exact number here in that game. Okay. Um, let's see here. One, two, three, four, five of the Watertown six goals came from the power play. So it's called Danbury got into penalty trouble, especially late in the game. Well, not even late in the game. Mm-hmm. In the second, in the, about the midway point of the of, of the game, actually, because that's literally when all the scoring stopped. Was thirteen forty seven in the second? That was the last goal scored. Um, but three, the last three Watertown goals. So, to put it in perspective, Danbury. So, it was two to two going into the into the second. Watertown scored on the power. Actually, scored two power play goals within the final two minutes of the first, and then another, uh, like, well, no, they scored a power play goal within with less than two minutes to go in the first and scored another power play goal with less than two minutes into the, pre- in the second period. Both from the sticker, Trevor Lord, he had a natural hat trick. Um, mm. le- oh, just over a minute later, uh, Danbury tied it up again. And then with five minutes and then at five, and then five thirty-five of the period, Danbury scored twice. So it was five-three, Danbury at that point. And then uh, midway through the game, three straight for Watertown. It was one of those games. Yeah. It was one of those games, and plenty of physical action. Um, Amesbury got misconduct. Perfect way to start a season. Um. For specifically leaving bench to speak to official, I, I love this league. Um, yeah, no, it, yeah. Let's need to say it, the game was actually pretty good, very fun to watch on TV. Um, attendance, and it's normal. Yeah, that's what I come to expect from Watertown. I saw a couple people uh, for some but- reason like being very worried about it. If you're worried about that, you should have been worried about that long ago. Yeah. That, yeah, that's all I'll say in regards to that. Okay. Um, then I guess let's go and get into it. Uh, you, you had the second game, you know, next day, uh, uh, Watertown travels to Danbury. 
Uh, Danbury absolutely demolishes them. It, it clearly, I think Billy McCleary was not very happy uh, with that yeah. last performance that you get a 5-2 win there. And then you have Omira with Binghamton. Uh, it, it's it's Binghamton uh, and Elmira. That was a three uh, three goals for Elmira, seven for Binghamton. So two blowouts yeah. on Saturday night. So you know something uh, kind of way to kind of go in. Go ahead. I just noticed something uh, with the Danbury Watertown game in Danbury. I don't mm-hmm. see any attendance listed. Oh, let me check. Actually, hold on. Yeah, there's nothing on that game. Oh, I mean, if it's Danbury, wow. I mean, hang on, let me check game sheet. Yeah, it must have been uh, a lot of holograms then. Very loud holograms, oh, yeah. too. Very loud, yeah, very loud holograms. Okay, hold on. <laughs> um, let's see, tenants and tenants. Oh, they didn't even list the tenants on the game sheet. Yeah, no, I heard. They must have not put it in. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, uh, but, yeah, also, I mean. No, this is where I really need to bring up the Lisa Lord's thing. The two goals from Watertown came from uh, one person, Tate Tate Leeson. So, yeah. out of the eight goals that Watertown scored this year, four have come from Trevor Lord, and the other four have come from Tate Leeson. They do not get. Yeah, I think any also other... just. Yeah, go ahead, real quick. Yeah, they do not get to be called the Watertown Wolves for a little while until other people can show up. For right now, they're called the Leeson Lords. Yeah, I just kind of realized this. I kind of forgot about this as I was kind of talking about this. But uh, can we talk about how Danbury really didn't have control of the game until like the like the back half of the third? Yeah, like, no, like Watertown. I mean, seriously, I'm gonna say this: Watertown. They they made things interesting this weekend. That's for sure. They played evenly against the defending champions. Now, now this is very important. They did not have one Brian Wilson in that who yes, I'm they sure did. they are really hoping to get back. But to his credit, to his absolute credit, uh, who was in that, especially on Saturday night, what was his name? Uh, are you talking McCl- on, uh, Davery or Arton? Frankie McClendon. Yes. He did really well. He like I'm not going to try to like take that away from him. He played incredible, and that should very well be respected. Like he, like if Wilson doesn't come back, McClendon might actually be a good suitable replacement, but mm-hmm. it's still the first weekend, so we'll see. And yeah. then another goaltender, actually, um, not the one you might expect me to talk about. In Binghamton and Elmira, if there's anybody I felt sorry for this weekend, it's Elmira's goaltender, uh, freaking Spencer Kozlowski. I mean, he had to yeah. face 54 shots. No, 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 61 shots. He made 54 saves. Now, that is still mm. an 8.85. In reality, that's like, okay, no, he should have been better. What the heck do you want him to do? I someone who watched that whole game. That score easily could have been 14 to 3. Dude played out of his mind. Dude played out of his mind. And this is something that I'm kind of worried about with Elmira this year again. It feels like the mammoth of last year, which is not a good thing. Mm. It's the, the very similar schemes, very similar schemes that don't work, very similar issues of just leaving your goaltender out to dry and hoping for the best. 
do you not? I mean, if you want to be like Delaware from last year as well, I mean, you have Rasmus Asp. I'm sure he's very well used to it, unfortunately. So, yeah, no, that's yeah. not great. Um, and there's nothing else that happened with Binghamton. Nothing else that happened at all. I will say there. Yeah. Um, no, no, also, like, let's see here. Connor Smith, though, actually. I want to talk about him real fast. I know you mm. you hate when I get like this. You hate when I get like this. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. I like to talk about these games. <laughs> uh, I, I like giving people credit where credit's due, okay? Connor Smith. I mean, I mean we just talked about how, like, Dave, Dave like, absolutely did not. We, we gave credit to Watertown. Watertown was Holy absolutely sh- had Dave on the ropes until the third. Holy shit. What? I just noticed the beans in attendance from this past weekend. God damn. What was it? I didn't get to see. Uh, 4,063. Yeah, it's almost like they're in one of like, the biggest hockey towns for the Fed. Well, yeah, it's just they, like, that would be like that number. Like, I was expecting 3,000. Like, that's like getting shocked for a Huntsville number, Mark. You're, it's like, oh, wow, Huntsville had no, another no, 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 really no, no, good look, number. I was I'm shocked. That's, a, like, that's several hundred higher than what I was expecting. I was expecting like a high attendance, but not that high. I was like, oh, geez. Like, that's just mm. kind of, it's rare to see. Okay, here's the thing. It's just weird to see 4,000 for the Fed. It's good. It's good. Don't get me wrong. 4,000 is like nearly becoming like almost average for the Fed in some of their. No, it's markets. not. No, it is. Yes, it is. Not even in Columbus near it. Even... I mean, it's oh, okay. Average. If we're going to argue about top markets, then it's going to be Columbus, Mississippi, uh, Binghamton, uh, Danbury. You, you have the exception because they're in that smaller arena. And then uh, Carolina. Those are almost nearly average four thousand. Besides Stanbury, I would tell you that. I will honestly, actually, funny little thing with the Danbury with Danbury, we finally found out their capacity. <laughs> yeah, which is like as something that as somebody who has always tried to keep detailed stuff about each team, that was something that was always kind of a mystery to me. So mm-hmm. I like find the little things out. It's about what I expected. It's funny how many people could fit in there. Anyway. But yeah. So this upcoming week. A lot. This is where the real swing of things comes in. Because <laughs> there was only three yeah. games this past weekend. So let's get it, let's get into talking about those games. We have the Michigan uh, rivalry happening with Motor no. City versus Port Huron. That will be at Port Huron to start things off. Uh, that'll be on Friday at 6.05 uh, Central, 7.05 Eastern. Mississippi travels to Wytheville to play the Blue Ridge Bobcats. Uh, yep. So that got, is going to be we'll interesting. We'll get to see that arena. Well, yeah, you'll finally get to see that arena. That'll be at 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central. Elmira travels to Watertown. That'll be at 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central. And then finally... Probably one of the best matchups this weekend. Mm-hmm. It is Binghamton at Danbury. They'll be at seven thirty central. Uh, excuse me, seven thirty Eastern, six thirty Central. Uh, so I guess let's go ahead and talk about these games. Uh, so Motor City uh, at Port Huron. I'm going to be taking. Uh, I'm going to take Motor City. Yeah, because here's the thing. So they so they were the one exhibition game that we kind of skipped over. Um, yeah. On that happened on Friday. Motor City did win four to two. 
It was a pretty good contest. I I catched a little bit of it. I watched more of Watertown Danbury though. Um, physical, just like one would expect. It was physical. Um, same team, same location, just a week later. But now the stakes are actually matter in terms of standings. Yeah, I'll go with Motor City. I'm not overly confident in that though, but yeah, I'll I'll still go with Motor City. All right. Uh Mississippi at Whiteville. I think this is gonna be a closer matchup because again, uh, I think Whiteville and like, you know, yeah, I don't know. They're they're in the Connell division, which is basically Binghamton Danbury. I'm gonna go Mississippi, but by one goal. Mm, see, it's so this is so tough. So tough. I'm actually more excited about this one than I am for being at Danbury because mm-hmm. Mississippi is a team that is going to be very – I think they're going to be very fun to watch this year. I think they're going to have a, a big year for them. But Blue Ridge is a sort of – I think I've mentioned this before. They are the what Motor City was for me last year. They are mm. – the definition of a wild card. I feel like they actually have a chance to do something really good. I feel pretty confident in what they can deliver. This should be, would be a good test for them. They'll, they're like a perfect test for them in terms of like how good Mississippi is and like where they are in terms of like the entirety of the Fed. Um, yes. To me, this is, I, I like that. I'm actually going to go with Blue Ridge. Ooh, okay. I'm gonna so go we're split there. I, I, I feel like we need to have right. a split here. I feel like we need to because this feels very close. And, I mean, like I said, I think it's Mississippi by a goal. That could easily be overtime also. So, uh, I mean, something to look at there. Yeah, there, that's fair. We'll All fair. right, Elmira we'll at water. Oh, go ahead. No, no, never mind. I was going. I was messing okay. everything. Never mind. All right. Uh Elmira at Watertown. I'm going to take Watertown. Excuse me. I'm going to take the the Leeson and uh, Lord show. Uh, I'm going to take them over Elmira. Let's see. The Leeson Lords versus Kozlowski if he gets the pipe. Kozlowski did play really well. Here's the thing. Here's my issue. Watertown seems to actually be okay with on the power play. At least against Danbury. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, I don't know if that's Elmira. Actually, maybe a little offense to Elmira. Their penalty kill probably isn't that strong. So I do... I'm going to have to say Watertown on this. I, Kozlowski will... If he's in between fights, he, you know he'll try his damnedest to keep Elmira in that game, which, who knows, maybe that'll be a swing. But... Yeah. I I, I think Watertown has, has some good systems in place. They just need to get more scoring from other places. All right. Uh, and then, then the big matchup Binghamton uh, is going to Danbury. Uh, this is a tough one. I'm going to go Danbury just because they have an, uh, an extra game experience under their belt to start the season. But mm. I can, I can see this one going either way based on how Danbury has seemingly having some, some struggles to start off the season. <sighs> I'm going to go with Danbury as well. I'm, I'm going to go to Danbury as well. It'll be a very fun game. I am I'm excited for this game in morbid curiosity. Oh, no. 
because I am terrified of what might happen on the ice. I'm terrified. These two teams don't like each other. But now, to be fair, and but to be fair, Binton has had a lot of changeover from last year. Mm. But then you have Ansbury who won't give a shit. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going right. to have to go with Danbury. I think McClendon, if McClendon gets the uh, bid in between the pipes, I think he'll be very, very good. Uh, Beaton does have, uh, I think his name is Egbert, who is, is an incredible name. And honestly, I actually really liked how he played against Amira. Now, Vera was Amira, but he played well. He, he Honestly, it could have been a lot closer if it wasn't for him, so... Um, yeah, mm. I'm going to say, I am going to say Danbury by two. I'm not going to I'm not going to say it like a score, but I'm going to say a uh, margin is going to be two. All right. Um, all right. We got the Saturday games. Motor City is yeah. still at Port Huron. I'm going to take another, I'm going to take a Motor City sweep this weekend. Um, I'm going Port Huron here. All right, so so we split that. Yep. Uh, Watertown um, is then traveling to Elmira uh, after Elmira's, um, I guess, brief ice issues. You could say, uh, yeah. With a interesting. We kind of had to redo the ice. Well, hang on. Yeah, but uh, with a more interesting start time of six oh seven p.m. Eastern. Yeah. Um, look, I've never been a fan of the O five shit. Anyway, I'm. I hate that. But why O seven? Now you're d- d- probably right. the, uh, probably this week because again, remember Elmira's league run team. They're probably thinking like you know that's when like they'll they'll drop the puck after introductions and stuff like that. Probably or something, yeah. But just yeah. it's just silly. <laughs> it's just silly. Um, uh, but yeah, no Watertown right, Elmira. Just, I, I will go with Watertown again. Yeah, I gotta go Watertown. Um, Mississippi at, at Whitefield. Once again, I'm going to say that there is a split this weekend. I'm taking a Whitefield victory over Mississippi. See, I, I'm going for the split as well. I'm thinking Mississippi will take this one. All right. And then Danbury that travels to Binghamton, uh, two rowdy Ooh. fan bases. I, oh, man, Ooh. I got to go. Uh, I, I, I'm going to go Binghamton in overtime. Uh, dimensional vortex because neither team can win, but neither team can lose either. Because whole uh boy, I'm going damn Barry sweep. Mm, interesting. My, All right. my and I'm going to say the reasoning is that Dan Barry still has a lot of players from last year, and part of me thinks that Brian Wilson might be back, but mm, Huntsville might keep him. Speaking of Huntsville. Yes. Uh, it's time to talk about the SPHL. And uh, Mark, it's your favorite segment, and it's one of mine. It's <laughs> the Randall Leeds Reads Legal Documents segment. Aren't you so oh, excited? Because you absolutely My love favorite. reading these. Yes. My favorite. So, <laughs> we talked about this last week. Uh, the SPHL was due to respond to the former uh, of Vermillion County Bobcats owner, uh, Ellen Tully's uh, lawsuit. With them, they responded and also have a counterclaim, which means we are probably going to be seeing this drag out for a couple of years. Are you excited, Mark? 
So luckily, the SPHL lawyers, hang on, who is it? I'm going to give him credit. Gotta scroll all the way back down. Um, to Mr. David, uh, I am not joking. This is his actual name, David A. Grassy Jr. Uh, I would like to say thank you for being somewhat brief not, and not taking up too much. Both lawyers, I would like to say, have been actually fairly brief and not too, uh, not too insane because about two thirds of this document, uh, is basically defendant denies each and every claim, excuse me, each and every allegation in paragraph X. So, uh, will be will be very simple. Essentially, the um the, the league admits that they are the same thing, and they are still under the Southern Professional Hockey League banner. Uh, when it comes to business, I know I know everyone everyone's going, oh, what's the name change? It probably is related to this. No, they're, they're, they're not not happening. Um, but again, we talked. You know, they got the the uh, you know the league office in Huntersville, North Carolina. Uh, basically they, they admit the, basically what, 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 what they, they're agreeing to parts of, uh, Ellen's filing. And then this is essentially, it's like, uh, we, we have our bylaws and then which one they, they talk about, oh, you know, they, they had, um, you know, notices and stuff like that for meetings in regards to things. The one thing before we talk about kind of the, the counter claims and stuff like that is in regards to let me find that paragraph real quick. I got to pull this up there. Mark, we talked about this when this first came out. There was a mystery fifty seven thousand uh, dollars. Do you remember that? Mm, yes. Yes. OK, so that was paragraph thirty six of Ellen's filing. Which talks about this this fifty seven thousand dollars that it seems Ellen kind of had no idea what these expenses were. Uh, no one really knew what was going on. Um, it, we just have a response of defendant denies each and every allegation in paragraph thirty six. Um, because the reason I bring that mystery fifty thousand fifty seven thousand dollars up is because basically every other item like the line of credit letter the uh, affiliation money, stuff like that, they address. They did not address this. That, mm. So that was very interesting to me. Um, basically, then uh, the SP denies everything, and then they file a counterclaim. Let me pull up the juicy stuff. Basically, they say, oh, it's a breach of contract. Um, you, you big dummy. And then they, they declare relief, saying like, oh, you know, just make her like file, like, file for... Uh, uh, the uh, lawyer's fees and stuff like that. So this isn't super interesting. It's basically the SP turning around and saying, no, you, um, in a sense, I'm just happy. <laughs> I'm still glad we got the bylaws out of this thing. Like that, this lawsuit will ever go down as a giant W in my opinion, because we have an idea of what the SPHL bylaws now are. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we did. Uh, they probably changed them. <laughs> Oh, of course. I, I like I said, like when the lawsuit drops, and I finally, I mean, I put that on everyone. They're one hundred percent going to like change just some like basic wording, just so like the public doesn't have access to the exact ones uh, that they had access to. Uh, but yeah, um, still we we have all that. So that is going to be going on. I'll be sure to keep an update to see. Maybe maybe they settle. I don't know. Personally, I think 
again, I, I think this could, I'll just say, I, I don't think the SP was exactly perfect in their, in, in, in their handling of the termination based off what I've read from Ellen's filing and the evidence provided, which by the way, the SP gave no evidence uh, in their response. Um, so we, there, there's been no emails or anything uh, given from their side. So, yeah. All right. Do you want to talk about the games now, uh, Mr. Mark? Yeah. So let's touch on this first. Huntsville and Peoria. Uh, actually, we need to talk about both games. We need to talk about both games, actually. Well, first, Clarksville. Right. The big I'll game that one. we've, you know, that that's the game that we've all been kind of looking at, seeing what was going to happen. Uh, Huntsville and Peoria did play. Uh, Peoria brought their new white jerseys, mainly the same. This has some new yellow striping in it as well, which looks clean, by the way. And Huntsville's now looking like some sort of uh, bloody Henderson Silver Knight team. Um, <laughs> literally bloody with all the red, but yeah, the, the yeah. chrome. Chrome domes. Uh, Huntsville did win. They did win. Uh, I believe it was a one-score game. I need to freaking find that score because it's SKJ. It was it was six-five Huntsville. Six-five. That's what I thought. Okay, that's what I thought. Um. So, a couple of things that we learned from that game: Brian Wilson is all right. Um, Taylor Joseph, I think, needs to have some more time in the oven. He he's good, but he's definitely raw. And like I said, I think he just needs more time to cook. Uh, Brett Epp for Peoria. If let's say if it doesn't come back, um, actually he could very well be the serviceable starter. Played very very well. Mm. Um, yeah, does a lot of typical things. Uh, uh, Cole uh, Reginato for Huntsville. I'm surprised didn't get suspended considering he had a very bad spear on Dorn Ernst. Which to do that in a mm. preseason game where you're trying to showcase the talent of the SBHL to the Clarksville fans to try to maybe put a team there, yeah, not the greatest thing. Um, uh, says it's a point in the end of the day, it's a pointless game. It's saying, like, why'd you do that? Why? Why you do that? Then, yeah, it, it was a good game. Uh, about I would now, no one gave attendance totals, which is annoying. But from what I've seen from ticket sales, as the game was progressed, as the game like was pl- being played, it looked like about half filled. It looked like about twenty five hundred, um, which is fine. That's to be what they were doing for uh, three ice as well. So, yeah, that hopefully, and uh, Doug Price did actually come on to the air for the Riverman. Uh, it was a uh, Jason Ruff and everyone's favorite uh, time. Tyron Procurio right. of Evansville fame. Um, those two were actually working together that game, and Doug Price came on the air during the second intermission just to basically touch, like, talk about things within the league, talked about the, um, yeah, Clarksville's been really great. Um, it seems like I wouldn't expect to hear anything soon about a Clarksville team. I'm sure they're trying to work on it, but it didn't seem like anything was, like, coming very soon. Um Talked about the fact that they are starting to do this uh, new program with the uh, video re- replay. Apparently, they did try to get a third team. 
they tried to get a third team, but it didn't work out. So I'm curious who that third team was. Hmm. Because so I didn't I didn't get a chance to listen to this interview. Did what do you mean third team? Like what? What do you like mean? A, like because you know uh, how there's two teams uh, testing out the video replay. There's gonna be oh, a third. oh, the, the oh yes. Oh, I forgot. We need to talk about that. Um, when it comes to the video replay, so yeah, I mean, I just quickly, uh, Evansville and Pensacola will be testing video replay, uh, this season, and, and I was very surprised to not see Huntsville on that list. I bet you that third team was Huntsville. I'm surprised to see Peoria not on that list, considering they had in the AHL. Yeah, but I mean, so this seems like that. it's like a completely new system that like the SP is getting like to test. Well, it's the same as the ECHL. It's the exact same oh, system okay. as the ECHL because it's the same people who are running that, and they're going the same routes to ECHL mm-hmm. too because that's how the ECHL did it. Was did it like a few pilot programs for teams and then spread it league wide. So mm-hmm. that's something. So that's something to keep in mind. So, however you feel about the ECHL review, if you watch that league, this is the same thing, literally the exact same. Yeah. Um, now the favorite Pensacola though, sure. They might have cameras, but I, I think they need to work on their ice a bit. So they yeah. had a game between them and Birmingham, Birmingham, Birmingham. Birmingham. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a game is a thing you can call well, it. I guess. Hang on then, Mark. I think we need, we, we need to be more fair. It was a period. Yeah. That, that's, what I was, yeah, that's kind of what I was getting to. Yeah. It was a period. To be fair, a lot of scoring happened in that period. I think it was like four yeah. two Birmingham, I think. And that after one period was just kind of crazy. Um and apparently, apparently the action on the heist was so hot that the ice couldn't handle it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so they basically so what yeah. so here's the funny part. They were gonna do a suit out anyway after the game, just to kind of like test a few things, you know. But that's literally how but they did a 10-round shootout and then done because of how bad the ice was, apparently. Yeah. It was like a several, like we're talking like a 10, like a 15-minute delay. And then, yeah, or something like it was some, it was a crazy long delay. And then they're like, oh, shit, yeah, they we can't do this. Hmm. So that was the uh, other game. I, I just that happened. Yeah. Yeah. But. Okay. Well, I think. But, but we have actual games to talk about now. Yeah. So uh, we have three on Friday, and then all of a sudden Saturday, they're like, oh, yeah, let's just go ahead and have the entire rest of the league play. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, are you ready to talk about our wonderful SP? Yeah, let's get a move on. First game. All right. not Knoxville at Macon. Why Macon? Uh, now, to be fair, this ain't the game that people are going to be paying attention to that night. This is like the this is probably the least of everyone's concern of the three games from Friday. But mm-hmm. Knoxville Macon, Macon has some good players. Uh, they actually have a decent tandem still right now because I don't think they're the tandem that they signed is has moved up. So they actually are good, looking good in between the pipes. Nashville, though, is still that weird team, and they can still make some odd noise. I'm going to say Nashville, but that isn't the strongest. That isn't as strong as one might think it would be. 
Hmm. All right. And then we have, uh, fi- uh, well, no, actually I need to get, I need to give my, uh, yeah. I think, I think Macon actually has a little surprise. Uh, you uh, know, I, their I'm, team I'm very intrigued like, by. Yeah. That's the thing. Make the fact that Macon still has kept their, uh, tandem is like the biggest reason why I'm like, Hmm. Hmm. But I, like I said, I'm saying Knoxville, but very loose, very loose on that. But next game, uh, uh, Banner season. Roanoke. Yeah. Yep, it's going to be Banner raising night for Roanoke. Uh, I mean, Fable, the, I mean, the marksman wouldn't know anything about that. Let's see mm. here. I will say this. Roanoke's going to be a, pro- like I mentioned in our preview, Roanoke's going to be a problem again this year. They brought back all, so many freaking players. They are going to be a problem. Yeah. Uh, this is clear as day, Roanoke. They're going to have the fans behind them. They're it's it. This might be bad. This might this might be a war crime. Maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe, but maybe if they use that momentum, oof, oof. Yeah. All right, then then let's go ahead and talk about. The last Friday game, Huntsville at Birmingham. Ah, good old Bama. Good old Bama. Yeah. So, Are you going to make a comparison to that game? I will not. I will, I will not be able to. Uh, you, you poor roll tide little boy. Oh, thank you. Uh-huh. Let's see here. Huntsville and Birmingham. This one... Mm, this one's tough. This one's tough. I'm going to see Birmingham just because of home ice. Just literally the only reason. No other reason. Hmm. Huntsville looked good. They looked better than what I was actually thinking they would against Peoria. And so that has actually kind of changed my perception of them a little bit. Annoyingly. And like I said, Wilson played well. And Nargolder played well as well. So it's like... And... Then there's also the issue of I think they might be getting somebody back soon, which Uh-oh. is very frightening. So, like I said, I might be going with Birmingham here literally only because of home ice, but if they get a certain somebody like I think Huntsville's going to be getting, uh, that might change some things more than just that game. Mm. I, I I know what you're talking about. I'm, then that that's why I'm going to say there is a Huntsville Havoc victory in Birmingham. Like I said, it, it, it really. I'm just going with what they have right now. That's literally why I'm picking Birmingham because that and mm. home ice. But if he comes back, if that comes back, mm. it's, it might be a problem. Anyway, All right. uh, Roanoke. We talk about the Saturday games. Uh, Roanoke travels to Fayetteville. I'm going to be taking a Roanoke weekend sweep here. Yeah, this one I actually feel more, oddly enough, I feel more confident on this one than I do on the Friday one. Friday is going to be like, because even though, like, yeah, they should have the fans behind them, you know, there's two types of band reasons. There's the type that you kick the opponent's ass for trying to spoil your band reason, but then there's the one where you kind of get a little too comfortable and you let them slip by. 
But in this in Saturday, I think Roanoke will easily win. All right. Um, let's talk about then Knoxville at, at Macon again. I'm going to be taking a split series. I'm taking Knoxville. Yeah, you, you know, I think we did this a couple times with the Fed earlier. I'm going to pick Macon. We just pick the opposite teams on each one because I feel like that's just kind of what might be. Mm. And then yeah. Huntsville travels to Evansville. Yeah, this is this is some wonderful SPHL uh, schedule making, by the way. Uh, shout out to Doug on this one. Uh, absolutely amazing. You travel two hours south uh, just to travel another eight hours north. Uh, so congratulations on that one. Uh, that's all I have to say on that before I say some very nasty things. Huntsville will be fine. They'll um, be fine. Uh, I, I'm going to take a Huntsville uh, victory here still, even though I think that scheduling is absolutely atrocious. Oh, it's not great, but Huntsville's still going to win that. They If they lose that, yeah. I'd be shocked. But be fair, right. you were shocked already with the Fed, so who knows? Yeah, who knows? Uh, Birmingham travels to Pensacola. Yeah, so this one. Well, if we, I don't know how much we can go off of one period, but <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But in that one period, Birmingham did kind of kick their ass a little bit. Or let me make sure yeah, it was yeah, actually yeah. them. I, was it them that was leading? I'm ninety percent sure been, it was them. Was it them? I know this. I know the score was four to two. I just can't remember who who had the four, who had the two. But I think it was Birmingham, and I'm gonna say Birmingham again. But it's gonna, I'm gonna say a tighter affair. I'll even say two to one. Hmm. All right. Then what about you? Uh, finally. Oh, uh, final score. Um, I'm gonna three one Birmingham. Three one Birmingham. Okay. All right, and then finally Peoria at. At Quad City, um, I think it's actually kind of close because I think both of these rosters are somewhat. I mean, the more I'm seeing from Quad City, the more I'm a little more intrigued by them. But I'm going to take a three-two Peoria win. So, I know something that you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know who mm-hmm. I know something about Peoria that other people don't. And because of that, I'm going to say Peoria is going to win four to one. Okay. I think I here's the thing, and here and this is where actually playing that preseason game will help Peoria as well because now because I think Peoria is going to have a little bit of issue with chemistry to start the year again, like kind of like they did last year. That's something that mm-hmm. I was kind of worried about during the preseason game that it felt like things were just like not clicking as well as they should be. But you had that preseason game, so now you can kind of already have that bit of head start, get a groove in a little bit, and because of that, I'm thinking Peoria will use that to their advantage. Um, hopefully, maybe get another player or two back from the ECHL as well, and I think they'll be in a good shape in Moline that night. Hmm. Plus, they'll have plenty of Peoria fans there too, so not like that'll be an issue. No. So yeah. All right. Anything else that we should touch on before? Uh... Uh, no, I think I think that's just about it. Unless you got something else. Mm. 
Nah, I think we're good. I think we're all good, and we are fully back in the swing of things. Yes. Uh, it's, it's, hey, surprise, it's on hour like I thought it would be. This it's on hour like I thought it would be. I'm just we're so used to like the shorter episodes. I was like, oh man, this is gonna be an hour. Yeah, well, like, well that's also back when like we also haven't gotten our interviews this year yet. That's when it ends up being yeah, like, sure. longer so. And we will definitely be trying to get more of those here this season as well, so don't worry about that. And yes. not gonna lie, like this so here's something that like I feel a lot more and I think we might have touched on this with the SPH cell during our preview. Even though I felt fairly confident with certain placements, I don't feel mm-hmm. as confident in them as one should be. The SPHL feels Ooh. very much in flux this year. Now, it's not as crazy parody as the NHL currently. The NHL is just kind of nuts. I'm not sure how much you've been watching, but like... Oh, I yeah, I mean, no I mean keep an eye, of course. Uh, like, I have no I mean, clue I'm, where to put any of those teams. Like, I've, I've just been teams, happy with how like the, my Predators have been doing. I'm kind of shocked with how they've kind of uh, opened up the year. No, I'm not really. But at the same time, the parody in the NHL right now is actually incredible. And like I said, the SPHL isn't quite there, and I'm kind of glad they aren't. But it feels like everyone's got their positions, like general, but like uber vague, like super vague spots. And it's super mm-hmm. cloudy, and like, I really don't know how this is all going to shake out. So this SPHL season, the 20th season of the SPHL, as it's about to get underway, we might have done our preview but I've never felt that uncertain about a preview. Uh, like, I've done a few of them. I've done a few of them in my time. That's the most uncertain I've ever felt. Hmm. Wise words from a maybe not so wise man. All right. Wow. Wow. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, call them pot call them <laughs> black era. Uh, okay. Uh, you know what? After last year, very fair. Very fair. I'll take yeah. that. <laughs> Gus Ford, Gus Ford, Gus Ford, Gus Ford. Stop giving me Vietnam flashbacks. <laughs> I like uh, how we put it all full circle. All full circle in the end. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, I've been Miley Grando. You can follow me on Twitter at NotMLR. Uh, again, thank you. Thank you to Elon Musk for putting me onto a state-sponsored vacation by, uh, by sponsored by Universal Music Group. Mark, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Prospector Hockey. That's Prospector H C K Y. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week.